0: Welcome back to Raw Nomatic Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Let's go. I can't believe it's been almost a month since I've podcasted. I'm so sorry, guys. A lot has happened. <clears throat> well, a lot and then not a lot. So I got COVID. Um, and, of course, that slowed things way down. Luckily, it was during uh, a pup sit or at the very beginning of one. It kind of worked out really well. If this was going to happen, uh, if it finally had to happen, this was a good place for it to happen instead of out on the road. So the interesting thing was I had stopped at True North Health Center in Santa Rosa, California. I'm a big Alan Goldhammer fan. I think you guys remember that. And he wasn't in that day, but his secretary was a lot of fun and and uh, his I should say receptionist and uh, we took some pictures and laughed and goofed around and she texted him, said, there was a, uh, a crazed fan on the premises and he asked if he should call the police. And <laughs> we just had a good laugh about this stuff. And, uh, the next day, <clears throat> well, let's see, I, r- I arrived in Monterey to visit my cousin, Jen, who's a biology teacher at, um, at the, uh, academy there. And, uh, We had a great time. They had a Halloween party for their students and, like, kind of a carnival. And and then she showed me around her classroom. I got to hold a tarantula, pet a tarantula. That was really fun. Pet live starfish. That was super cool. Um, I'm going to do some animal communication sessions with them today from Still Shots because I'm really curious what they have to say. And face-to-face, I still... I'm not getting a lot of communication face-to-face because I just get way too excited to be in that that kind of meditative state that I need to be in to receive messages. So um, I also saw Longhorn Steer on the way up there, uh, or on the way down there, I should say, from, from, from Oregon. Um, I was up in Oregon and Washington, and they were fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I did see this longhorn steer standing next to a vineyard, and he was so beautiful. I turned around and went back to take his picture, and he came up to the fence. So then I crossed the road and went over there and talked to him and ended up like hanging out with him for a while, just talking to him and petting him. He was absolutely magnificent. So I'm gonna do a little session with him today too. Anyway, so I get down to Monterey Bay and hang out with my cousin, feeling fine. Went to the beach in the morning. She was off at school already teaching, And we'd had, you know, stayed up late and talked and just had a really good time. And by the time I got down to Santa Clarita, I was feeling really tired and not like long drive tired. It really wasn't. It's five hours. I've driven that a million times going to Iowa from Chicago and back and forth. So um, shouldn't have made me that tired. But I stayed up and was social. And um, just catching up with my friends. And then I went to sleep, you know, kind of early and then like just froze, which is so cold that night, um, fever, you know, chills and stuff. And I had started fasting the day that I went to True North. Like that was in the morning, I'd started fasting and then hoped that I'd end up stopping there, which I did. Anyway, I realized in the night, like, This is really weird. Um, So normally when I water fast, I, uh, you know, you shed a lot of water um, the first couple days. This was at least double what I normally shed and I realized I had to keep going with the fast because otherwise this was just gonna build up in my system, probably in my lungs. And I didn't want that. Um, My friends were leaving the next day and I was gonna be on a dog sit for 10 days. So I kept going and I had crazy fevers the you know next couple nights and just those two two days were the roughest I'd say almost 3 and then I started to feel better The evening of the third day, actually, Um, I could do some dishes. And that was a huge deal to me, believe it or not. And maybe a lot of you have already had COVID. I don't know. I had never had it before. And um, I had been so busy during the pandemic with school and stuff that, and going to Canada. And I just, I was, I kept myself really busy. I was running two booked businesses and I didn't pay a lot of attention to you know what all the symptoms were so I was kind of learning it firsthand and googling as I went and uh but each day I got a little little better and so this is like nine days in I'm feeling like 95% myself again uh it was you know little things wearing me out like doing some dishes or taking a shower Um, walking a very slow walking dog (laughs) would the first dog walk that I did with Charlie. He's just a really slow walker, but um, it, it really wiped me out. I had to take a nap afterwards, but now on day nine, I'm feeling really good. So I ended up fasting. Um, I was on my eighth day of fasting on my seventh day of COVID and was just really grateful that that's what I did because I feel like it got me through it faster I did look up uh, articles about fasting and COVID and I only found articles on intermittent fasting. And um, but it did say that it got those people through COVID faster. So I was like, okay, stands to reason this will get me through even more quickly. And I feel like it did. So happy with that. And, uh, you know, I had, you know, family members concerned that I needed more nutrition during, you know, being sick and stuff. But you know, I just waited until I started to feel really good and just wanted more energy and uh, broke my fast. Not ideally. I broke it with fruit, um, but then I did have cooked food. And I had cooked food for a couple days. But then I just reached a point yesterday where I was like, all right, enough with this, like, low-energy stuff. I'm so over that. I want my energy back. So I started juicing today uh, with lemons and um, grapes, which is my favorite, favorite. Super delicious. So <clears throat> I'm going to walk the pups a little bit, but, um, I just wanted to bring you up to speed. Um, oh, and I forgot. So I kept saying my cousin, I kept saying, oh, I have to come back. I have to come back. Um, and can't wait to come back. Cause I really didn't have enough time there with her. Just like, you know, not even a full 24 hours well, I left my suitcase there. <laughs> Isn't there like an old thing? Wasn't that like an old dating thing? Like, I don't know, way back in the day, where it was like, if you wanted to see a boy again, you were advised to like, forget something in the car, like your, your scarf or <laughs> your jacket or something. <laughs> it just seems like some kind of antiquated thing I remember from TV. But um, yeah, I purposely set my favorite suitcase out on the landing so I would not forget it and then maybe you know maybe that was the beginning of the I mean that was the first day of COVID technically I really thought I left it by the car and just drove off (laughs) when I went to the beach but um, thankfully it was up on her landing so going back for that um, in a few days here and it'll be good to see her again so that'll all work out uh and i'm ready to hit the road you know animal sits are great i love getting to meet new animals and they're just you know they're my heart they're so sweet and that's all been great but it's not freedom <laughs> it's the opposite of freedom um it's not solitude <laughs> it's the opposite of solitude and i mean granted sometimes we need that but I very much value my freedom and my solitude and I'm looking forward to having it back. Uh, the sits that I did up North, um, I visited my cousin in Washington and on the way up there, I did a sit in Portland. Portland was great. And this was a dog named Simcoe and he was, um, an Australian shepherd, maybe? No, he was a blue healer. And he was beautiful and intelligent and very chill. And I enjoyed his company so, so much. And then uh, I saw my cousin and then I went up to, uh, I just grabbed another like last minute sit in uh, Tacoma. Beautiful view of Puget Sound two cats karma and dharma and they were a blast and um super super sweet cats very intelligent and almost had them going on the potty like tried the whole potty litter training thing with the toilets and the baster pan and uh poking the hole in it and just getting them used to having water under them and man they took to it right away but um they didn't like the new litter that was flushable which then I decided was not flushable because once you mix wheat and water you're making paper mache in your pipes and I just don't think that's a good idea <laughs> so that got a little complicated um unfortunately but I loved how fast they took to the idea of changing where they where they use the litter in. and and I, I still have high hopes for that so Anyway, it was a fun little experiment, and I really, really liked um, that woman that I did the sit for. Her name is Dorothy, and she um, we went out to dinner when she got back and just talked and talked and talked. Um, she's a fascinating woman. So um, we had just all kinds of things um, to talk about and things in common, and she travels quite a bit, too. So um, hello, Dorothy, if you're listening, if you found me here. And uh, keeping in touch with her. And I was really happy to meet my cousin's uh, family and her boys um, and her mother-in-law. They were all really great. So I should call this the Cousins Tour. I have so many great cousins scattered all over this country, and it's been really fun visiting all of them and getting to know them better because we were able to visit one-on-one. So what's up now? I got to go back to Monterey, get that suitcase, hang out with Jen a little while longer, and then I will go back to New Mexico, visit my mother again, um, search for a lost cat named Luna, um, who I worked uh, with a little bit. And um, unfortunately, her mom gave up on the search. I did work on another. um, I gave up on two cases where the, the, the women gave up searching for the cat. The third case I worked on uh, was uh, Old Trucker. Um, He has a big TikTok channel and he has two cats that truck with him and their names are Bacon and Popeye. And Popeye slipped out and he was missing for a couple weeks. And I got to help with that and they got him and got him back and reunited. And that was super fun and uplifting. So yeah, the animal communication is going well. It slowed way down during COVID. Of course, I couldn't uh, work, you know, for a good week, and uh, I just did not have the energy. And and it was fine that it got slow then. So it's all working out. And uh, could have, you know, could it have been better if I wasn't dog sitting during COVID? You know, I've thought about this. I kind of think like it's the best place it could have happened because I I had some solitude and um, I had them to kind of keep me on a schedule like I had to get up and feed them at the very least they had to be fed three times a day and for two days that's all I could do was get up and feed them but it gave me a reason to get up and moving and um, I think that was really good uh, man, I hate to think had I not been fasting and I just been stuck in bed, like that first night I was like mentally like kind of rounding up in my head, who could I call if I get into really, you know, if I get really sick here, uh, the list was short. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends in California that I could call. Um, so anyway, it went as well as it could have gone. Um, was it tough sometimes with them climbing all over me and being too loud and wanting to play all the time? Yeah, it was tough sometimes. Um, But I think that they, you know, finally started to understand, like, I just kept telling them like, I have to rest. I need to rest. (laughs) I think they finally, you know, got on board with that and toned it down quite a bit. And now we're just back to, you know, the way they were before just like you know playing a lot and goofing around um and everybody getting their walk so i'm gonna about go home for the holidays and i don't know if i'll hit iowa first or chicago but i have an a1c check on december 1st so i'll definitely be there for that and it'll be good to see everybody and it'll be interesting, you know, to be back in Chicago. I guess there's a little fear there. um, Because, you know, I, I ended up staying there. Wow, I ended up staying there. Eight months, the last time I went back, and of course, that can't happen. I mean, Hawaii happened in there also, but um, Hawaii is happening again, but much, much quicker after the holiday. It's it's January 3rd. I'll be going to Hawaii and uh, staying till March 8th, and then March 12th I go to France. And we decided to leave that open-ended. That return. I mean, it's it right now. It's I'm set to return on the 24th uh, of March, but that's not happening because. I have a tentative uh, sit in Morocco in April, and I also want to go to the Tenerife uh, Horse Rescue in Spain. Um, So I think I'm looking more uh, returning to the States mid-May. It just made more sense because I didn't realize when I booked it that you could like, you know, it's like island hopping in Hawaii where you could just get a, you know, $100 or less ticket from France to Morocco. So that's what I'm going to do there. And um, I do want to share, you know, a little inner battle I've had, an old, old, familiar battle I've had many times, actually, about about whether raw is really doing me any favors when I'm not sticking to it. Oops, I've been bumping that against my arm. I bet that that made it funny sound. Sorry about that. Um, so it, there's so many reasons that I always go back to raw, many, many, many reasons, but you don't you don't keep that huge list of reasons. At least I don't, I'm not capable of keeping that all like front and center. It ends up coming down to just a few things. Right now, it comes down to my A1C. I don't want to be diabetic. Um, I want to be healthy. I spent, you know, m- my whole childhood watching my dad do insulin shots and dealing with diabetes and amputation and just, just, you know, we've been over and over this. I don't. I have no interest in that path for myself. The other big thing another big thing I should say is, um, Alzheimer's dementia that weighs heavily on my mind. But right now I'd say the two in the very front are a one C and ADHD. And the ADHD is the trickiest one because when I'm raw, I wouldn't say that I'm not ADHD, but I'm much, much, much less ADHD. And I don't think I've talked about this a lot here, but when you're running a business, you have to be consistent. And you have to stay interested and passionate in the work. And when I am not raw and just eating cooked, I have a real problem with this. I do not stay interested in the same thing. I just... You know, some days I'll just wake up and I'm just tired of it and want to do something else. And I know that food affects me in this way, very much so cooked food does. And raw food does not affect me in that way. I'm able to stay with something and stay on an even keel and stay interested and passionate. And this is just so important if you want to move forward making progress each day with one thing instead of a little progress all over the place with all different kinds of things. Not to say one is better than the other, but as far as building a business goes, obviously you want to stick with one thing. And I think that you know, I've done coaching with different people and usually it's just, you know, one session just to see what they're like. And, and, and I hope to do more, but then it just usually doesn't happen. So I've done some coaching with Melissa Maris from Raw Food Romance, um, with, uh, Victoria Everett, who used to be known as the crazy banana lady and excuse me, I've also done coaching with Vicki Sheeran, who is not a raw foodist at all. She is very much, um, her business is called the Fasting Focused Lifestyle. And she pretty much does OMAD, where she eats once a day. I don't know what her current window is. I'm guessing it's probably an hour. But um, she's lost over 200 pounds. And while weight loss is something I consider uh, a cool bonus at this point, it's not my main objective. My main objective is health. And granted, she's very, very health-focused. She um, is, you know, almost finished, I think, with her degree in nutrition. Um, It's just a very different approach. Um, Now, she is mostly vegan now because uh, due to pain. She had, I think, an accident uh, a few years ago, and so... I told her, um, when I spoke with her recently that this is also something that, um, takes me back to raw again and again, is that, um, I I don't have pain really when I'm raw, I don't have the inflammation. And so when I do go back to cooked within three days, I feel 20 to 30 years older. That is a fact. I will just wake up feeling much, much older and in my face looking much older. It's very interesting to me to go back and like look at videos and TikToks and see like, wow, you can totally see like whether I was raw or not. At least, I mean, I really can. Um, I, I definitely show it in my face quite a bit. So part of me was thinking maybe I should just stick with Vicky's path, even if it's just for a year, just to give myself a break from all of this, because... It does, you know, when you're constantly off and on, off and on, it wears on you. It wears on your mind and on your spirit. And I just don't know um, how much good it does me to go, you know, obviously, ideally, I just want to stay raw. But. on my own, I can't seem to do that. Karen Ramsey contacted me recently. She just asked me, she messaged saying, um, do we, you know, how do we know each other? Cause I just friended her on Facebook. It was like a suggested friend, you know, connecting. And, uh, I said, uh, well, I think we have some friends in common. So I looked and yeah, we did. And, but then she started talking to me about coaching and stuff and, You know, I was a little leery because I wasn't searching for a coach. Um, And I know that I do much better with raw with a coach. It's just not been. It's not been a really positive experience in the past. I had good success, but when I think back, it's just like it hurts my heart some that, um, you know, the things that I let happen with the coach and you know ultimately i just knew it wasn't healthy and i left so no man steps in the same river twice i'm not the same they're not the same literally it would not be the same coach so anyway this is all weighing heavily on me and i'm just sorting through it and just sharing with you where i am with it um the big problem, of course, with uh, with coaching with Vicki is that that means I would be back to cooked food again. And that means that I would be very ADHD again and not be able to stay passionate about the business that I have now, which is animal communication. Like, I think it would start to wane. Even while I was sick with COVID, it was really waning. And I had to, you know coming out of it, um, really focus again and get myself excited again and remember like how interesting it is to speak with an animal and hear their point of view and their thoughts and their feelings. And it's some maybe something that most of you take for granted, but staying interested in something when you're interested in myriad things all over the world at any given time, it's it's really challenging. So I have to stick with raw. Like, you know, there's your answer. If I wanna be as, as, the least ADHD I can be in this body with this brain, I need to stay raw. and not go off and on, but stay raw, which is something I just have not done on my own. So does that mean I have to have a coach or I need a coach? Probably. Am I ready for a coach? I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like giving up my freedom, but I think that that is also part of my undoing, right? So that's where I am with it. Everybody has an opinion (laughs) about what I should do, but in the end, you know, you're the one that decides what you do. Melissa Maris always says, it just depends on how bad you want it how bad do you want it. I think about that a lot. Carpe diem.